welcome to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Van Eyde. Today, I've got a really exciting episode to share with you. I'm talking with a gentleman from Bendigo, from the Golden Square Pool. And the Golden Square community have been pushing to keep their pool for the last seven years. So they've campaigned for three times over this last seven years to keep their pool open and servicing the public in Golden Square, which is a suburb of Bendigo, the greatest city of Bendigo. And today I'm going to be talking to their president, Sam Kane, who is at the forefront of pushing for their pool to be open. And they're hoping that this latest campaign to keep their pool open is the last and final campaign that they'll have to go through. But it's a big push. And when I heard about the Golden Square Pool story and the background and how they fought to keep their pool open for so long, I wanted to be able to share their story and hopefully do something to help them to be able to keep this facility going because it is not just a swimming pool anymore. It is actually a massive community hub where the community of Golden Square can get together and do so much more while at the pool and learning to be safe around water. So a little bit about Sam Kane. Sam Kane is a 21-year-old Bendigo local. In 2012, Sam joined the community campaign to save the Golden Square pool from closure. Upon success in 2013, Sam joined the pool's committee of management as its youngest member and in 2018 was elected by the pool's volunteers and members as the organisation's president. Sam now leads a passionate committee and a team of 90 volunteers. Did we hear that? 90 volunteers and 10 staff to ensure the successful day-to-day operation of the facility that has been transformed into a vibrant community hub that has welcomed over 108,000 patrons through the gates in just seven seasons. And this is a summer-only facility. So it is open from November to March. In 2019, Sam was named the City of Greater Bendigo's Young Citizen of the Year for his service to the Golden Square community. He currently studies politics and media and communications at the University of Melbourne. The Golden Square Swimming Pool Committee and the pool have also won some fantastic awards. So in 2019, Golden Square Pool was honoured to receive the State Community Group Award in the Victorian Regional Achievement and Community Awards. And in November again last year, 2019, Golden Square Pool was named the winner of the Innovative Award at the 2019 Volunteering Victoria State Awards. So Sam and the crew have put so much effort into campaigning for this pool to stay open. And it is a great facility. As you'll find out during my podcast episode, they do so many activities that enhance the community. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, listen in and see whether you can take anything away from what Sam and the community at Golden Square Pool do to help your facility and what you do as a swim teacher, coach or lifeguard, anyone in the, in the aquatics industry. But I really want you to have a look and see if there's any way you can help the Golden Square Pool. So Sam gives some great ideas, even just sharing this episode and putting this story out there is a great way to bring attention to what's going on and hopefully 
this pool can be saved so generations to come can enjoy the facility and the community hub that's been developed for the Golden Square Swimming Pool. So let's jump in with our episode where we're talking to Sam Kane from the Golden Square Swimming Pool. Sam, how did you start your journey in the aquatics environment? Yeah, um, it was by accident, I think, about eight years ago. Um, and it was really when I got involved uh, to help save um, my local swimming pool, Golden Square Pool in Bendigo from closure. And at that time, I was a, was a student in year eight and just finished the year of school and our local swimming pool was closed and we found out that our council wanted to permanently decommission and demolish it. And in that moment, um, there was a, a community campaign that had started in our suburb. And so I saw it on Facebook and thought, oh, I, I'm not doing much. I might jump on board and help with that. And put a big blue banner, save our pool on my fence and started writing letters to the editor, to my local newspapers and speaking at council meetings and things like that. And then after about four months or so, when we finally had saved our swimming pool from closure, our volunteer community group pretty much got given the keys and said, you have seven months to, to get this pool up to scratch. And oh, yeah. I don't think any of us were really expecting to be handed a pool pretty much overnight and be given full reign of, of pretty much getting it back up to scratch. So I suppose that was my entry into the aquatics industry was working with that community uh, to pretty much reopen a swimming pool and make it safe and swimmable again for our community. Wow, what a baptism of fire to be thrown in like that and just here you are, you've got to get it going. It was interesting and I um, wasn't heavily involved in sort of running the, the more aquatic side of opening the pool. I was more, because um, we'd established a new community organisation uh, to when we were saving the pool and we had to, to fundraise money and, and really get the name out there. So I was involved in that team of volunteers in terms of holding fundraisers and, and we did lots of things like tin rattles and sold chocolate fundraisers and sausage sizzles and all of these different things because that was key to making sure we could purchase new things and fix things um, was to, to have that money coming in. So I was involved in that side of things and it's in, in more recent years that I've learned a heap more about the everyday running of the pool and gone down that path. So it's, um yeah, it was, it was about eight years ago, but it was a really random experience and entry in that I wasn't anticipating, but one that I'm so thrilled that I took and it's been, been really, really wonderful. Yeah. And then how long into that journey did you become the president? It was in 2018 that I became the president. So about uh, five years in since our community had saved the pool. Um, so we saved the pool in, in the start of 2013. And, and during that time, I, I joined the committee of management and was involved in helping to set the pool up, as I was saying before. But then in those first early seasons, really just get things going and we're sort of learning from all the others around me. And, and none of us had ever ran a swimming pool before. So we're all learning as we were going. But I learned so, so much uh, during those times and then in 2018 I had the privilege of being elected the president of our organization and immediately with that came so much responsibility not only of, of running the pool and the aquatic service that we provide for our community but then the second pillar of that was leading our community organization through that so we have a, a team of, of 90 volunteers age starting at five all the way up to 85 and all of the, the elements and that come with our organization and our position in the Bendigo community. So it was that 
that I that I took on the leadership of as well. And as I said, learnt a lot overnight. And but it's been so wonderful, and, and I wouldn't change anything because I think the skills that I've learnt in taking that leadership position have have served me really, really well. Wow, that's amazing. And I think you would be the envious of any swimming club and any community aquatic centre having ninety volunteers. <laughs> Um, I know in here at Pyramid, we struggle and in Kerrang as well. So to get 90, that's amazing. We're so thankful each and every day. And we've had so many volunteers who come and go throughout that journey. But there's a, quite a number of us who have been there since day one and who have sticked around the whole time. And I think what sort of sets our pool apart, but why I think we've had um, success in what we've done is we've had the community buy in to the story and the journey. And we said from day one that if we wanted this venture to work in saving the swimming pool and, and sort of giving it a new lease on life, then we needed everybody to be involved. It couldn't just be three or four or five people. And I think that really resonated with people. And so they said, oh, I've got two or three hours a week. I can mow the lawns. Um, I can do the books or I can uh, sell a sausage at a, at a barbecue. And I think that's what's been really, really important for us. And I think just that, that level of acceptance of no matter what your skill is, you're, you're a valuable part of the team and has been really, really wonderful for us. And I know that our volunteers take huge pride in saying, I belong to Golden Square Pool, I'm part of Golden Square Pool. And um, that's really special for me as the, the president to be able to be involved in an organisation that has that wonderful culture. Wow, that's amazing. And it is, it's an absolute wonderful culture to bring a community together, especially somewhere like Golden Square, because, I mean, you've got the bigger community of Bendigo, you're a suburb of Bendigo. So to bring that community in, and I suppose, you know, looking at a country area, Pyramid here, we're really rural. And you look at the bigger cities and you think, oh, you know, they've got so many people and they'll, you know, all of Bendigo would come together. But yeah, to really isolate that community and bring it together as one and show Golden Square how great it is, it's really adamant to you guys. No, thanks, Katrina. And I think I sort of reflect back on when I was a kid growing up and there was nothing in, in sort of our suburb that, that I could really connect with. Like I wasn't the sporty kid or I didn't want to be part of that sort of um, that environment. But what the pool's created is that place where people who are interested in community development and interested in trying something new and, and just being part of a, a wonderful network and friendship and community has been created. And I think about our volunteers now and, and we are so different. We come from all different backgrounds and walks of life and nobody has any prior experience in running a swimming pool, but um, we all bring something to the table and it's created something that's really authentic that you can't just create overnight. It's been created from, from really hard work, but at the end of the day, we're all friends and we all get such joy out of doing it. And I think that's what is really the special part of it. That's fantastic. And you can definitely see that it's coming through. And you said before you've learned from people along the journey and now you've got those young volunteers coming through as young as five. And I think that's fantastic. You're probably seen as a bit of a mentor for them, but is there anyone that's really stood out or a couple of people that stood out in your lifetime as a, a mentor? I think out of my pool life, I've been involved with some other great community organisations who I suppose have the same kind of values as, as what our pool does now in our organisation. And they've been really keen in teaching me 
about the benefit of empowering, I suppose, other people to be part of community and listening and being open to others. And that's been really wonderful for me. I suppose, um, as I was saying earlier, when I first got involved in the pool, learning from the key instrumental people that saved our pool taught me so much about the task that we were undertaking together. And I still heavily rely on phone conversations with those people that were leading our pool from, from early in the days that are no longer with us because they just ring them up and ask them on how to tackle something or advice and things like that because they've been through it all before and their experiences have, have really, really helped me. So I think it's been um, across my life, I think, the, the real leaders of the groups I've been a part of, but especially at the pool, the, the people I work alongside every day really do help me. That's great. And that's it. It, it. There's so many people out there that offer guidance in different ways. Yeah. And I think that's great. You're able to tap into that. And like you said, you've got such a diverse community behind you that everyone has different experiences and it all accumulates together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You for your nominated for the Young Citizen of the Year for the City of Greater Bendigo. Yes, it was. I had the privilege in 2019 of, of being Young Citizen of the Year for Bendigo and that was such an extraordinary um, experience for me. Being able to go out part of my role into to learning about other community groups and organisations that um, exist in Bendigo, but also learn about what young people are doing in our community to make, make a difference every single day. And I got to meet so many wonderful people um, and attend some great events as well also promote I think the benefit that young people can bring to community um, and certainly at our swimming pool we've got a program um, especially for young people to, to get involved in volunteering and, and get involved in local community um, but for me to be able to promote that and also learn from other communities about how they're doing things was really was really amazing so it was a great year it went really really quickly and I learned so much stuff that that I still use every single day and the citizen of the year who I did the role with Kevin Kale from a place in Kamaruka, north of Bendigo. He's a remarkable person as well. So together we did heaps, heaps of really wonderful things, I think, but promoted um, all of that, that the benefit the community can bring to a suburb and a city. Wow. And well-deserved. That's a perfect award to be given to someone like you who's gone in and just hit the ground running and pushed such a fantastic agenda and made such a difference in a, in the suburb of Golden Square for the pool. And I think we can all learn a lot from you and what you've done. I know, you know, there's aspects we've talked about here where I would love to put that into the pools that I'm involved in. So I think you've got so much to share with people and so much knowledge to bring out. And yeah, that's fantastic. Hopefully you get more of a platform and be able to share it. No, thanks Katrina. As I said, um, the story I think from from our pool is that I've said it a few times, but we had no idea um, really what we were doing in running a pool. So we've learned along the way and by connecting with other people, calling other pools and other communities and borrowing things and asking for advice. And um, that's what's got us through as well. And it's, it's been a great journey and I don't think um, I would change for anything. And I can speak confidently I think on behalf of all of our other volunteers as well that they have all got something out of simply starting to volunteer at the pool and not knowing where that that is leading. Um, anything could happen. <laughs> yes. 
So you've developed a number of community-based programs at the Golden Square Swimming Pool. Can you give us some idea of some of those programs? Yeah, so um, when we saved the pool, we felt we had an opportunity there to not just reopen a swimming pool, but create a really vibrant community hub for our suburb that we felt was lacking. So we thought, what's going to set us um, apart from everyone else and also show the, the local council and indeed our community that saving this pool was worthwhile and is going to serve a need and a purpose for our community. So over the past seven years, we've um, worked really hard and uh, to, to create programs that our community connect in with um, to really ex extend the use of what just a swimming pool is. We've uh, felt um, lots of really cool things, I think anyway, really cool things. So we have um, over summer a really wonderful event season where we, we have um, live music at the pool every Saturday night and food trucks come into our car park and it creates a really wonderful atmosphere and we have lots of grass and, and open space around our pool. So a, a lot of people come in with their picnic rugs and dinners um, and, and sit down and, and watch the music, have a swim. And on a, on a, a balmy summer's night, 40 degrees, sitting there listening to music and having an ice cream by the, the pool, it creates a really wonderful vibe and atmosphere. So it's been really wonderful. So we have about nine to 10 events over summer and a massive New Year's Eve party as well. There was no family-friendly New Year's Eve event in our, in our suburbs. So we have, a, we have a, a massive party for New Year's Eve and creating a really just a wonderful atmosphere for everyone to, to join in and connect with. We also develop a health and well-being program as well. So we have um, lots of different classes that we run at the pool. So we have uh, water aerobics and Zumba and we have a yoga as well. So yoga on, on the grass and a specialised kids yoga classes as well. Uh, we also have a program, a lap club program that um, teaches young people uh, to improve their swimming and they, they count laps. I think our, our group swam 1,500 laps also over last summer, wow. um, jumping in the pool and, and, and doing things like that. Um, and, and a program to teach refugees and migrants how to swim for free as well, which has been wonderful as well. So all of those programs have created an opportunity, I suppose, for people to connect in when they may not have otherwise connected with swimming or the aquatics service that we provide. Um, yeah. And we build a community garden as well. So we grow fresh produce and things. And that's um, slowly developing. And so we have a lot of community members come in and walk out with lettuce and celery and strawberries <laughs> and tomatoes and things. Um, so for us, that's created a really wonderful culture of healthy living and connecting all together it's created a really wonderful community hub where you, you can come in now and yes, you might swim some laps or, or lay on a noodle, but you can also jump into a class, listen to some music, go to the garden, volunteer, ride your bike down to the pool, walk down. It's just a, a fantastic community hub that we've got there that is serving a real need and a purpose for people every day. Wow. That's just blown my mind. All those activities you can do at... A swimming pool. <laughs> yes, I know. It's reflecting on that list. It's yeah, it's quite it's quite cool. I think what we've been able to do, but it's I, I think it comes back to our early discussion that it's because volunteers have skills and in, in an area and they want to they want to do it, and um, all of this has been led by them directly, and so they they come up to me and our committee and go, oh, I've got this idea. How do you think that would work? And like, oh, yeah, let's, let's just try it and see how it goes. And it's um, developed and how every day our community seen the benefit of that. I and mean, I am pretty proud of, of what they've been able to do, our volunteers, and, and the difference they're making. 
Yeah, and that's amazing. And to be able to do it all over, you know, such a short time in summer, but when people yes. are active and getting out there and doing it, I think that's great. And I think fantastic to be able to come in the morning, do a yoga class, do some laps and walk away with lettuce and tomatoes ready for your salad at lunch. <laughs> Oh, exactly. We've got some. We've got um, a particular volunteer who uh, the whole family is wonderful. But she uh, rides her bike up from the bike track because we're all on the bike track, which is great. So rides her bike up, jumps in, swims, swims laps, then works out what she's having for dinner. Goes over to the garden, takes some lettuce home, and also uh, does a bit of uh, tidying up of the grounds while she's there. Takes out the bins and goes. It's a great community. Oh wow, that's amazing. That's the community engagement that we all wish we could get. So well done. That's, oh, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and I think I'm going to be bringing my family down for your um, New Year's party. Oh, beauty. That'd be great. And um, <laughs> vice versa. I, I was up um, at your pool uh, at the end of March. Unfortunately, you were closed, but I loved it. So uh, I'll be going on a road trip up to, to Pyramid and having a having a swim <laughs> thank you very much yeah well that would be amazing to have you up here and we might have to go in cohorts and we'll borrow some of your ideas to get the yes happening here more than more than happy more than happy <laughs> beautiful we'd love to have you that would be amazing so <laughs> you've saved the pool as we spoke earlier you've been involved for eight years now and you've saved the pool three times in those eight years you're campaigning now again to save the pool. What are you campaigning for this time? And how are you going about it to be able to generate that interest? At the moment, we're currently campaigning to save the swimming pool again. And our local council are wanting to develop a master plan for the recreation reserve that our pool is part of. And only one or two of those options actually include retaining the pool and the others out of the five they've released see the pool replaced with the, what they're calling other community assets. And for our community, um, we are again having to, to show our local council why our facility we feel is so needed and is serving a purpose for our community. And we have done it so many times in the past seven or eight years, save our pool. But this time for us, they've, they've said to us, the decision that's made is going to be under long-term decision. And so it's so important now for us because we realise that if the pool goes now, it's gone forever. So we're fighting incredibly, incredibly hard again to save the pool, but to keep the pool and to show that it needs to be here to stay for the future. What we've been doing is is highlighting all of the, our benefits and programs to, to our community. And, and we've had some wonderful support. But at the end of the day, it's up to the council and the councillors to decide if they want the pool to be there. Um, so we've been sharing a lot of posts on social media, doing a lot of media, and again, having conversations with people about why a facility like ours is there. And, and we feel that once the pool is taken away, you take away not only a valuable community resource and asset that still has a long life in it, but also the, the motivated community that comes with that. And from, from our perspective, you can't just recreate what we've built down at the pool overnight in another space. It takes time and, and energy from people to do that. And, and we feel that what we've got there won't be recreated again. And so taking it away takes away that community with it. And also all the benefits that we know of, of learning to swim and what a pool can provide to a community. And without that, I, I don't even want to think about 
what might happen with people not learning to swim and not looking after their health and well-being. And I think that is going to be an impact of losing our pool that we might not see or realise for a long time in the future. But an adult who might say, I didn't learn to swim because there wasn't a pool in my neighbourhood to do that. So to me, that's um, another side of it that, that I'm really passionate about. And so we're just trying to really promote that and show that this pool is needed and it's worth it. And if we, we lose it, it's gone forever. That's right. And so well said. And I understand now why you are the president <laughs> because of just how you said that was amazing. But that's the thing. People don't realise that if you take away a swimming pool or you take away that opportunity for someone to learn to swim, it doesn't just affect them. It affects their whole family and the whole community in years to come. Mm-hmm. Because if that swimming pool is not there, there's so many people that aren't going to learn to swim. And as we develop yeah. in a society, we're less likely to travel to another facility. If that's not there, you know, what's going to happen? We've got a large multicultural society coming through. If, you know, you take it away and then mm. they're left with nothing, it affects just so much more about it, whether it's aquatics or whether it's the community part that you have as well. So I think it's amazing what you guys are doing and hope help save the pool. No, thanks, Katrina. And as I've said from, from day one in our community, is that if the community didn't want the pool, then they wouldn't be supporting us like they are today. And in our history of, of seven seasons now running the pool, we've had 108,000 come through the gates in that time. And for me, that, that old, old saying of boots on the ground and, and prove it. And for me, that I mean, our community has proven that having a pool is such a beneficial aspect and an essential component of life and especially being in regional Victoria we haven't got access to a beach we haven't got access to commonly large bodies of water and so the local pool is where you go to have a swim on a hot summer's afternoon it's where you go to meet your mates that's the reason why I wanted to save the pool because that's what I did and I just feel that once the pool goes we're never going to see another pool pop up in our suburb again and I think I can confidently say that some of the community that are using our pool now probably won't go anywhere else. And so what's the impact of that going to be? Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. they're not going to get that training. They're not going to get that community spirit. They're just, mm. it's something that's really shown during lockdown that people need that community. We need yes. that connection. Um, and it, if you play yeah. the whole hub of the suburb and the community it's just going to really deteriorate things and not help anyone yeah exactly and so what we're doing to save the pool this time is we're doing a lot on our social media and, and facebook pages um so i'd encourage anyone who's listening who might be interested in following the journey to jump on to our facebook page just called golden square pool or to our website so if you just google golden square pool it will come up and really get involved in in the campaign and and we have heaps of ways to do that, whether it's writing to our local council, City of Greater Bendigo, writing to the councillors, coming out and supporting the pool and, and giving feedback and sharing it within your networks. So I think, as I said before, once we've seen it happen in communities right around Australia, once you lose a pool, then it's not going to be there again. And so for us, this is our moment to show that this pool needs to be here. Yep, and we can get out there and help you guys along and you've mentioned a few ways to help but I know for myself seeing the journey over the the last three times when you've campaigned for the pool I think well you know I'm only an hour away from Bendigo but Mm. not really thinking I I can't really help because I'm not in that area 
is there a way that you know people from Queensland or or other governing bodies can help you to be able to save this pool? Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing that people who aren't in Bendigo or in Golden Square can do is to write perhaps a letter of support or things like that for the organisation and in general for the, what aquatics and swimming facilities can provide and then send that through to the City of Greater Bendigo or send it through to, to us at Golden Square Pool um, and then we, we can make sure that's part of any of our campaigning and work and really just, I think, getting out and, and, and supporting and being able to, to share the story, I think, because I think community pools and Golden Square, as we've discussed, Katrina, isn't the only community pool. There's heaps of others around the country and a lot of us are going through a similar story. So getting behind us now to so that communities can save their pools would mean so much to, to us down here at Golden Square. So writing a letter would be wonderful. Getting in touch with us via our website as well and to have a conversation, I'd be really open to that and would love to hear from people who might want to get involved further. Perfect. That's really good. And I'm putting the call out there for anyone who's listening to this. Please jump on board. As Sam said, visit their Facebook page, their website. It'll be all in the show notes. Um, help them out. Write letters. Do what we can. All the governing bodies out there for swimming, if you're listening, can you do something? Because we need to save these community pools. And Golden Square Swimming Pool is probably just the first out of the line of pools that are going to need to be saving. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get behind, let's do what we can. And we're also keen to look at developing our country swimming pools and those outdoor pools. So if there are outdoor pools, community-run facilities that are out there in, the, in Australia, yeah, please also contact Sam or myself and, you know, we'd love to get something together where we can support each other and build each other up. Absolutely. And I'll give a shout out here to a network that we um, have formed about a year ago now, a Community Pools Network, uh, with some, some great friends of ours down in Alinda, down in Melbourne, in the Dandenongs, you saved their pool as well. And in Chewton as well, we've come together to share resources and knowledge and really act as um, just a, another friendly face, even though it's over Facebook, but I'm just a friendly um, way to connect and to, to share resources and been countless times over season where I've jumped on there others have jumped on there and sort of gone how do you do this because we are volunteers we all have our, our day lives but being able to support each other has been great so if there's any community pools listening out there get in touch because I'd love to include you as part of the network and see where we can take it yeah good work and that's it it's about coming together as you said we're all volunteers yeah have your own life outside of it so you know to be able to help each other and make life easier for everyone it just yeah yeah absolutely is a lot better well that's fantastic and i think you're doing an amazing thing and hats off to you guys and the whole community in golden square for what you're doing it's amazing to see that aquatics is not a dying sport and that it is something that can be more than just a swimming pool yeah no absolutely thanks thanks for trainer and i um i think Pools are, as, as we all know, and, and those who are listening, pools and aquatics can change lives. And that's certainly what I've experienced down here. And it's been a great journey and one that I can't wait to continue growing down here at Golden Square Pool in the future. Good work. So everybody get on board. Let's help Sam and the crew out. And let's keep this Golden Square Pool. So yes. <laughs> for coming on, Sam. <laughs> thanks. No, thanks, Katrina. Much appreciated.